Hey guys, welcome back to Deep End. Hey, I'm Grace. And I'm Ashley. Alright. Yeah, we're happy you're here. <laughs> um, first of all, I want to apologize for any party noises coming from my upstairs neighbors. It's Friday night in Athens, so. Yes. We usually record on Wednesdays, or we try to, but we pushed it back to Friday. I did not think about... <laughs> the party noises? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> I really didn't either, so. We're in downtown Athens right now. And and it's Friday night, and there's a football game tomorrow, <laughs> so it's just part of the gig, you know. Yeah, it is. But it's more authentic this way, I think. <laughs> We're getting it right out of the way. You know what it is. <laughs> Don't pay attention to it. Ah, <laughs> uh, so what have you been up to this week? I don't know. Just being productive, getting some stuff done. You've been sick. Yeah, I have been sick, but I'm finally better. Thanks. Okay, good. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you're better. Yeah. I was worried, because when you were over here on Wednesday, you were pretty sick. Yeah. And I didn't want to get sick. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. germs to your apartment. It's all right. I think you're in the clear. I think I am, too. I think we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This week, um, my early birthday present came in from my parents, and they got me some AirPods. Mm. So now I'm... Basic like the rest of you. (laughs) I love my AirPods. I really do too. This is not sponsored. Not sponsored, (laughs) unfortunately. (laughs) They're so much better though. I I I understand why they're wildly popular. Oh, they're amazing. They're so light in your ears. They're just like perfect. They remind me, I've said this before, they remind me of the seashells from Fahrenheit (laughs) 451. So. Yeah, it's a solid investment, I think. Yeah. I have not for one minute regretted that purchase. No. And it's just further evidence that we're living in a dystopia. But I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's fine. They're it's convenient. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, y'all. So today we're going to be talking about bodies. Yeah. I'm excited about this one. I am too. I think we have some good stuff. Me too. Good so stuff in the works. We're going to be focusing on like cultural perceptions of bodies and the way that influencer culture and all that kind of stuff affects the way that we have viewed our bodies in present day but before we get started we do just want to say like a quick disclaimer that if you are super sensitive about these issues we are going to be discussing a video that can be kind of disturbing if you're overly not overly but if you're sensitive about this so maybe just don't listen to this one yeah i agree um you know you know yourself if it's if it's not good for you don't listen. Yeah. Um, but we're also, here's what this isn't going to be. It's not going to be a rant about what we don't like about our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> that's just, I'm not down with that. We're not going to make this overly personal about our own views on ourselves. This, we really want to like take a look at what's going on around us. Mm, yes. So if you're good, if you're down with a good philosophical <laughs> discussion about bodies... I think, I think it'll be good for everyone. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> oh, also, another disclaimer that is important. We both, like, benefit from the privilege of wearing straight sizes. So wh- while we're discussing bodies, like, we are very sensitive and aware of the fact that, like, other people deal with their body on a day-to-day basis in ways that I don't and never have. True. Um, I think I just think it's important to address that, you yeah. know, we're benefiting from the size of our body. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's talk about this. Yes. Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is that video that we both watched this week. Mm, that video. That video that <laughs> shall not be named, but also absolutely will be named. We're going to name it right now. <laughs> okay. So it's a video from Cassie Ho, who oh, like runs Blogilates. Which is a very established online fitness page. Mm-hmm. It's that, a YouTube Pilates page, basically. Right. Yeah. And it's been around forever. Like, we both did the videos in middle school. Mm-hmm. Like, I have some of her videos memorized still to this day. <laughs> I don't do them anymore. But, like, I did them so frequently when I was in, like, sixth to ninth grade that I could literally quote the call me maybe squat challenge at you right now okay yeah cassie was a fitness influencer before we even had the words fitness influencer 
She's right. really one of the OGs on YouTube. Right. One of the very first people to think make a million dollars off of YouTube. Like, she's she's been around for a while. Right. But what has she been up to lately that's, that's raising some eyebrows? Yeah. So, she's been historically just, like, a very cheery fitness influencer. But recently, she's been on this... She's called it her 90-day journey to... Change? A journey to what? Journey <laughs> journey to um, fit societal standards. <laughs> that's our critique. Yeah, that's our critique. That's the hot take. Um, <laughs> but she said that she's faced a lot of criticism for this. And she, like, she's just trying to, like, fix her health and, like, all this stuff. But if you look at, like, if you start to follow this journey, you're really like, what? Like, you're changing. Like, she was already fit. Yeah. She's already a fitness influencer who works out and creates workouts and meals and stuff for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at her body in the before pictures, she's more fit than most people I know. Right. And so this, like, journey to fit, like, if you look at her standards for, like, what she wanted to fix... The problem is that it was almost entirely about the way that she looks. Like, it wasn't anything about even building muscle or, like, anything. Like, that's so concerning for a fitness influencer to put that out there. And a big aspect of that, too, was that she was very public about posting all of her numerical stats related to the journey. So every week she would post an update of her weight think her measurements and then her BMI which I don't even know why she used BMI as a measurement because almost every health professional doesn't or recognizes that that's like a really flawed way of looking at yeah your body composition and BMI is not effective when like if you need a general grasp of like where you're at but all BMI does is say you're fit you are obese you and it are, d- it's not accurate. Right. But it, it also just gives you a category. It doesn't give you any, like... No useful mean, information. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. Right. And the emphasis on numbers was what really threw myself and a lot of other people off. Because her, on paper, her stats are very normal. Not mm. just normal. Like, she's a slender woman. She's right. in shape. She's toned. It was, it was really hard to empathize with her desire to change her body when her body is already a lot of people's quote-unquote end goal. Right, exactly. Because she was already this, like, fitness influencer who does this for a living. <laughs> like, it, there was really no starting point. Like, I feel like sometimes when you see a before and after, it can be like, wow, that's really cool. Like, they went after that for their health. Like, that's really cool that they could achieve that kind of goal. Mm-hmm. That, like, was not the case here. Right. And the goal wasn't something like, oh, at the end of this, this 90 days, I want to be able to do 100 push-ups. Or I want to run a marathon. There was no achievement other than just making her body smaller. Right. That was the achievement. <laughs> Looking better? Quotes. Yeah, that's what? definitely quotes. <laughs> Okay, but, so, that is what she's been posting. That's been raising some eyebrows, creating some questions in general. But then, she posted this video called, Can You Guess the Weight? Is that the right title? It was like, Women Guess Each Other's Weight. Yes, so it's like a BuzzFeed-type video. Like, that was the feel. Mm-hmm. Where she had a bunch of women who did not know what they were coming in to do, which... So problematic, first of all. So (laughs) problematic. But she brought them all in, and she told them, um, pair up with somebody that you think is the same weight as you. Which is, like, uncomfortable, but okay. Like, maybe she's making a statement about, like, you never know. Like, weight is stupid. But that was not the case, because she broadcasted (laughs) their weights above their heads (laughs) and then told them, None of you are right. Like, none of your partners are right. Like, I don't know. None of them matched up with the correct person. Right. It was just a mess. It was so uncomfortable. So, (laughs) 
that section was followed by a section that I completely skipped. I could not watch it where they she asked them what they all eat. Like <laughs> it was so uncomfortable and the what really bothered me about this whole video is that it was presented as a social experiment. Like that was in the title of the video it was like women guess each other's weight, a social experiment. Yeah. And <laughs> for if it's I understand that she's a fitness influencer and she's not a scientist. So I don't expect all of her research methods to be totally sound, (laughs) but I don't think it takes a scientist to understand that if you pair women up, broadcast their weight for millions of people to see on YouTube, and then say in a very cheery voice, okay, so what do you guys like eat? Yeah. They're going to either lie or feel like extremely shamed about what they're eating. The whole video was... I mean, there was a comment that said it best. It said, this feels very shamey. Mm-hmm. Like, because, and you could even tell just by, like, the way that she responded to them in the video. Like, she was, like, she asked the, the lowest weight category of girls. She was, like, so what do you guys eat? And they were, like, oh, I usually eat a bagel for breakfast. And she was, like, okay. And then, like, the, like, highest level weight category, she was, like, so what do you guys eat? And that category, there was, like, one woman who was really, really muscular, and she was like, I just really eat protein. She was, she was like, she's okay. She's literally a, a professional bodybuilder. Right. <laughs> I mean, obviously, whew, that category really threw me for a loop because it was one woman who's a professional bodybuilder who weighs that much because she's so muscular. Like, right. more muscular than you would ever be under just a normal circumstance if you're not training for bodybuilding competitions. Right. And then she was matched up with a woman who was, like, very soft-bodied and, like, just, like, ha- carried a lot of fat. Right. Who, like, they clearly maybe weighed the same but looked entirely different for obvious reasons. Right. And that woman, I can't remember what, I mean, I skipped the diet questions, but, like, I don't, I remember, like, she, like, asked her what she ate and I could just, like, feel the tension. Like, because it's so uncomfortable to be, A, categorized by your weight. They were literally in horizontal order of, like, increasing weight. She was standing next to a, her, her weight pair for the heaviest category was a bodybuilder. <laughs> like, that is a problem to be, like, you weigh the same as a bodybuilder. Like, psh, like, get your life together. It was, like, so wrong. So wrong. So wrong. Especially when you consider that these women had no idea what they were going into. Mm-hmm. All they knew is that they were going into a video project about body image. Right. Which is very different than having someone match you up with someone of your weight and then display all of your stats and ask you how you feel about them. I know. The, what really bothered me about this video was the way that you could see with each category, they started with the most slender women who weighed the less, the least and then worked their way up to like the heaviest women. And the responses became very obviously less enthusiastic as you go up. <laughs> right. So the third section of this video was like body fat percentage and BMI. And like the lightest girls were literally like they turned it over. They're like, cool. Thank you. Like, I don't care. Like, like at I, all. I don't even know what this means. They're like, <laughs> okay, body fat, whatever. And they're, like, comparing it, and, like, they have no problem talking about it. They're obviously just, like, yeah, this is, like, what my body looks like. Yeah, and then, and then and, oh, wait, 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 can I just add in this part that Cassie then goes, so you guys are in what's considered the athlete body fat image. And they, or but not a body fat image, the athlete body fat category. And then they, like, high five. great job you guys i know (laughs) what (laughs) and then the like the top category she's like so you guys are considered obese how do you how does that make you feel and they're both like what (laughs) how do you respond to that like how how do you respond to a fitness a really thin woman saying okay so you're obese (laughs) hee hee whatever that means yeah i'm gonna post this on the internet for all of my followers (laughs) And I understand that the term obese, like, obviously has a very negative connotation, but, like, it has a medical category in it, even though these things are starting to shift around. But, like, there's, 
it's just a category for people at its most neutral, like right. that doctors use to like place you on a chart, which is problematic. But that's a whole other conversation. I don't understand why she thought it was appropriate to just throw that label onto someone, right? Knowing the kind of weight that that carries, and giggles about it and like tells her that it's it doesn't matter, right? And it was just, the whole video was so entirely tone deaf because there was no empathy towards the people that looked different from Cassie, like from the like skinny fitness influencer standpoint. She did not think about what this might, like what the implication of this might feel like to somebody who didn't look like her. Because... And, like, that's the whole thing. Like, when you watch the video, you're like, clearly she identifies with this freaking athlete category. She's like, okay, everything's fine. Like, I'll just tell, like, athlete is my category. Obese is their category. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And it's just, you can tell from, like, the silence and, like, the tension when she's like, you're obese. That it's like, oh my god, it was horrible. It's terrible. It's truly just as horrible as we're making it sound. Right. Like, you can probably watch it. We can't believe it's still on the internet. Yeah, I don't recommend watching it, but if you're (laughs) like me and you have to... Right. You know, watch at your own risk. Right, but it's like she really, like, can't... Has no empathy, I guess. I don't understand. What was even a, a thing that, like, the underlying message was that that she was trying to get at was that these numbers are arbitrary and they don't determine your worth and blah 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 all these like feel good mm-hmm. body positive things but the thing is when you're this tone deaf and you set up women literally in categories that <laughs> just go up linear like yeah linearly by how much they weigh that how is that not supposed to draw direct comparison? If right. the message is don't compare yourself to others, then don't categorize and compare the participants. Right. And it would have been even, like, she did so many things wrong in this video. But it would have been better even if it was just like, oh, these are, like, increasing weight categories. But she displayed their weights on the top. Like, it was very, like, exposing and, like... Yeah, it was almost like, see, haha, they tricked you. Right. Or like, right. Things Ooh. like that where it's like, what? What? I, her whole thing, it was like she never got to the point where it was feel good. Like, she never delivered the, like, but this isn't what defines you. Like, at the end, they were kind of like, we're all friends. <laughs> like in the fakest so, friendship of all time. It was so terrible. But like like I think her intentions were good and it was just terribly executed. Terribly there was a comment executed. that said that too. Like it was just it, there was nothing feel good about it at all. Mm-mm. Which brings us into this like bigger discussion about how it's really easy for people in thin bodies to say hey guys this is just a number it doesn't even matter we're all beautiful but it's like yeah but you look you fit the cultural norm Mm. you don't have to worry about someone calling you fat or like offering you diet tips that you didn't ask for or trying to fit into an airplane seat like none of those things affect you or are things that you have to think about on a day-to-day basis so it doesn't matter that you think that body <laughs> shame is over now. <laughs> We're declaring it done. <laughs> yeah. they. There is a general cultural lack of trying to think about things from another person's perspective. Like, if you aren't directly influenced by it, you're like, it's fine. <laughs> it right. matters. You're like, it's and so like, silly for us right. to worry about that. Right. And that... <laughs> that extends beyond the body image issue but it is very prevalent in that and even in like it's very rarely shown on tv like it was like groundbreaking the fact that the show this is us had like a very overweight character and like 
I don't know, even that, like, her whole storyline centers on it, which is, like, good in some aspects that there's, like, a light on that, that that is a struggle, but, like, I don't know. Like, I actually think that show does a great job of showing, like, her as a person beyond that. But it is, like, very central to her character and to, like... And, I mean, it is when you're at that point, it is very central to your life. And, like, it does affect, like... Right. It's silly to pretend that it wouldn't. Right. Or to act like it's not an issue. And it's it's not only silly, it's insulting. Right. To minimize someone's struggle with that on a daily basis. And to be like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're all pretty. <laughs> Especially me, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> Should we talk about influencers in general? Yeah. Especially fitness influencers. Right, yeah. I, like, I think the category of, like, fitness influencers is very interesting because I think some of them do it so right and some of them do it so wrong because, like... I don't, it's a very delicate topic because you need to be sure that you're promoting health and like healthy habits without overly promoting that if you're not doing all of these things, then like you're not good enough. And I think there's a difference between, well, I mean, what does health even mean? Mm -hmm. If we're talking about health and healthy habits, like to me, going on a 90 day journey to make your body as tiny as possible is not healthy. Right. Even if you're exercising and, like, I guess really counting your calories and watching what you eat, to me that's not health. Right. Where someone maybe in a larger body who does their best to get enough nutrients and works out um, at a reasonable level, maybe, like, two to three times a week, depending on what fits in their schedule, like, if that's what health looks like to you, then that is healthy. Right. And I think one thing that's interesting that somebody mentioned to me, like, this past week actually might have been you, which is kind (laughs) of funny. But, like, I was talking about, like, trying to find more time to go to the gym, and they were like, yeah, I mean, like, I just think, like, there's a big trade-off when I go to the gym. Like, I feel like I'm losing time that I can spend with friends or, like, spend elsewhere. And I was like, yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's definitely, like, something... Like, it's another thing that you need to prioritize. And, like, you need to exercise. But when it's your whole life, like, there's a balance there, too. Like, it's not healthy to spend five hours in the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Even if you look good and your body, like, feels good. Yeah. There's more to health in that category than just how you look. Mm-hmm. And I think how you feel certainly is important, but how you look, there's so much focus on that. Like, everything is about appearances. Mm. So problematic. Yeah. And but- I think, like, I hadn't ever really thought, I mean, everything that you choose to spend time on has, like, a trade-off, like an opportunity cost. But, like... Business school things. Yeah. <laughs> Econ major. <laughs> um <laughs> But, like, I hadn't really thought about the gym as having, like, a negative trade-off mm. with, like, where you're spending your time. It's true, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's just another decision you have to make. Right. That's just part of life. Right. But I'd never really applied it, because I'm like, going to the gym is always good. Mm. I don't know. I think there's also something to be said about the body positivity movement on YouTube, And how these YouTube fitness influencers, such as Cassie, like, we were talking about this earlier. My personal theory on this 90-day journey, I don't care what anyone has to say about me anymore. I'm doing this for me in my super thin body that I really want to be even thinner. (laughs) This whole thing, and she's made a series of blog posts about it that I've sort of sporadically read. And then Mm. some of them I have to log out because I'm like, this is, like, making me so uncomfortable and upset. (laughs) But... There's, she she keeps saying, or I'm talking about Cassie in particular, Cassie Ho. She keeps saying that she spent so much time worrying about what other people think of her and how whenever she posts about anything, she gets negative feedback. And I, I really do understand where she's coming from with that. And I think in her perspective, she's right. You know, if she feels attacked because she posts about eating vegetarian and then she posts about eating meat and she is equally as attacked I don't know what that was 
like I understand feeling really frustrated and overwhelmed by that feeling mm-hmm. but I do think that in the grand scheme of things like as a viewer of her videos I don't see a lot of hate except mm-hmm. for her most recent one that has a lot of negative comments <laughs> that we talked about but like in general all these negative comments that she's talking about people calling her too fat or too skinny or her butt's too flat or her stomach's too fat or whatever that she says that people say about her I never see yeah and so I but I understand that like you know the negative comment sticks out when it's about you but like I I do feel that she's been in this online commentee world for so long that she's kind of lost sight of how other people see her videos yeah and like that's that's my theory for why maybe she feels that her very not even average sized body her slender body is too big Mm -hmm. that's and so I'm, i'm trying to empathize with that aspect of it but the way she's going about it i entirely disagree with and i think it's really harmful like i think the fact that there's so many young people on the internet, like, young kids, like, in middle school watching these videos. That that could be really harmful. Like, when we were in middle school, I was like, okay, a squat challenge. Like, right. that's fine. But, like, those kinds of videos where she's like, I'm going to make a statement about weight when she's obviously not educated on it, hasn't thought about it, like, beyond herself beyond her world and her platform Mm. like she shouldn't be doing that it's so irresponsible it yeah it bothered me as I mean I'm a college student and I study health every day and I have like I'm pretty secure with myself right now you know like that hasn't always been the case but right now I'm like I'm pretty fine with how I am and where I stand and like reading these posts about how I don't even want to say numbers because like I understand, like, people can be really sensitive to that. But, like, numbers that are much smaller than mine. Let's just say that. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> She's too fat? I know. And the problem is that the goal was entirely weight and appearance-centered. Mm. If she had said, I'm going to go on a 90-day journey to be as strong as possible, which is, like, what – or, like, not even strength just like to feel the best I can or like like some aspect of working out uh that or like eating well and working out and fueling your body like all those other benefits that you feel when you're doing that if she had mentioned those it would have been better (laughs) it's literally entirely based on her stats and how she looks and she posts photos and she's like look how much better my butt looks like this is not okay not okay at all i have um i read this really interesting article that i'd like to share um it's not specifically about cassie's video it's about um well it's called uh body positivity is lost on youtube by Mm. virginia soul smith i hope i'm saying that correctly um it's this article focuses on youtubers who are very public about getting plastic surgery and how um, and it analyzes you know who's really profiting from these videos and but but most importantly that I think really ties into our discussion about Cassie's video is that all of these um, what am, what's the word I'm looking for plastic surgery videos are okay. under the guise of being body positive mm-hmm. so that's problematic it is problematic. <laughs> um, so this is kind of a long quote, but I wanted you to get the full context of what's being said. And so she's talking about, um, in this this part of the quote that I, wa- I want to read to you, she's talking about ju- the YouTube space in general. So she says, <clears throat> I, have my, I have my reading glasses on. Okay, go for it. If you spend enough time in those places, YouTube can feel like dropping onto an alien planet one where everyone has shiny hair and highly contoured cheekbones. But these spheres of the internet, wait, hang on, but these spheres of the internet are influencing each other and mirroring each other in many ways. There is the homogenization of communication tropes, vlogging from the front seat of your car, posing in front of every high contrast wallpaper you can find, starting videos with, I wasn't gonna post this, but, 
<laughs> but m- far more insidious than that is the way she mentions one YouTuber in particular whose last name is Glenn. I don't know who she is. But far more insidious than that is the way Glenn and other YouTubers speak of body positivity so fluently, referring to beauty standards, stigma, and the need to change their change themselves, even as they uphold every last cultural norm. Mm. And that like really struck me as like these people are talking about the body positivity movement like they know what it is and they like feel really educated and they look really educated about it and yet at the end of the video they're upholding everything that the body positivity movement does not stand for yeah i mean that's what i'm saying about cassie that's what i'm saying like it's not okay that like her whole thing is like i want to make my butt bigger because like it's like if you it needs to be about like embracing who we are that's like plastic surgery does not do that right it's it's, the opposite of doing right it's literally (laughs) changing it and it's like it's not just like acceptance like across the board like i mean it is just acceptance across the board like you have to like you have to not want to change the things about yourself that don't fit in order to say that it's okay that nobody else that like like in order to say like we should all like embrace ourselves like you can't also want to like completely fit all the standards that are like unrealistically set up for you right that was like not very eloquently stated Doesn't i got make sense. i got where you went okay <laughs> there's this um you or instagram account that i love to follow called beauty it's beauty redefined and if you want to look it's at beauty underscore redefined and i think that they're it's run by these two women who are actually twins and they both have phds in communication studies Mm. with like focuses on body image i think i hope i'm reporting that correctly but i'm pretty sure it's mostly right (laughs) um but they make a lot of posts about um, beauty standards and body image issues in particular um and one of their biggest things that they're always talking about is um body neutrality and how okay so let me just read the quote because they're gonna say it way better than i can okay all right it says instead of fighting for more women's bodies to be viewed as valuable let's fight for women to be valued as more than bodies to view yeah and that's where i'm at (laughs) yeah i mean i think that's nice i think it's like you just think it's nice? I think it's I like mean, ground like it like blew my mind when I like Oh, I mean I, these things. I mean, I I feel like there's so much language like that thrown around and like like I'm not like like saying like the Instagram posts aren't awesome. Like that I mean that's a good quote. I just think like I hear language like that a lot. Mm. And like it's the whole like where guys like I can't even tell the girls, I can't even tell a girl that she's pretty anymore because she's gonna be like, like <laughs> she's gonna be like I'm more than pretty like love me for my brain like all that oh, stuff. Okay, like, that's not what I was getting at. With I know, no, I know, but like, I feel like it's such a cultural change. Like we all need to change our perceptions, and like that is what that says. But there's. I, I don't know. I just think that influencer culture is so interesting because, like, even that is an influencer being, like... It's an influencer, but I think the message is different than even in... Ca- well, whatever Cassie was trying to say. Like, I personally am tired of the all bodies are beautiful message. And I feel like I'm bombarded with that message all day, every day. Like, all bodies are beautiful. This really... This supermodel is equally as beautiful as this regular person who, like, is obviously not training six hours a day. Right. And, like, when I see that, I'm like, but it's not true. Like, these things, that's just never going to be true in, like, mainstream society's view. And it doesn't do anyone any good to pretend otherwise. Right. So, like, I like their message of, like, your body's just a body. It literally doesn't matter. And, like, I think, like, we need to refocus on health rather than just appearances like that's the like deepest 
problem, I think, is, like, we all care so much about how we look to other people. Do you think that that's mostly women, though? Or do you think it's women and men? I think it affects men, too. I think, like, more than we think about, even. Really? Yeah. I think it affects mostly women. But I don't really talk to men. (laughs) Disclaimer. I think that, like... (laughs) I don't think men should be counted out of the movement. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, there's just so much to offer the world beyond, like, how you look physically. But how do you combat that on a day-to-day basis? Like, what do you mean? Like, like how do you when, not focus on that? Yeah, or, like, how do you try to free yourself from those expectations? culture culture (laughs) society like i mean it's not like something that you can just be like okay i'm free check like yeah but i think you can like practice it in your daily yeah i mean i think like when you're doing things like you can like train your thinking and i think this also extends like beyond just like influencer body image culture right like i think that you can retrain your thinking so that when when you're eating a salad, you're eating it because you know, like, vegetables make you feel good, not because this way I'll get skinny. Right. Or, like, when you're at the gym, you're like, oh, man, like, I feel the music, I feel my blood pumping, it feels so good to be alive, versus, like, okay, I just need to complete this workout so I can, like, be skinny. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just, like, changing why you do what you do for your health. I don't know. I feel like that's the only thing that I feel like you can do personally. And engaging in conversations like this, where it's, like, kind of uncomfy, and, like, you're like, but why do we, like, why was this video uncomfortable? Why do we think this way? Well, how do you feel about, um, like, self, do you know what self-objectification is? Tell me about it. I was reading about it today. It was when you, it was this, like, feminist theory developed in the late 90s or something published by these two feminist scholars who talked about um, how so objectification theory has been around for a while where that's like how men view women as just parts that can be rated on their like aesthetic qualities and that's pretty much it yeah. but self-objectification is like how you perceive yourself or, like, the value of your appearance as you move through daily life. So, like, an example of um, a time that you'd be self-objectifying is, like, if you're sitting in class taking notes and you're thinking about how your body is appearing to other people in the class and, like, adjusting accordingly. Mmm. Yikes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of that, really. But it's so... I don't know any... I mean, I'm guessing men do this, too, on some level. Like, I don't know a single woman who hasn't been, like, oh, I look so weird like this. When you're, like, you're literally just supposed to be in class taking notes. Yeah. You're, it's not about what you look like. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, like, yeah, that's, like, blowing my mind. I've never thought about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that's really true. I've definitely experienced that. Or when you're like, okay, like I do this all the time where I'm like, oh, like sit up straighter because right. like it makes me look thinner. <laughs> yeah. It's like no one's looking at you. <laughs> and if they are, that doesn't matter. I don't right. exist to look good for a stranger. Mm. That's just not the purpose. That's not the rent I pay to exist in the world. Oh, that's so interesting. Because like to an extent, that's also just like, Ooh, I don't know, because, like, part of that is, like, just, like, self-awareness. Like, I don't know, because I feel like if somebody were to completely reject that and never think about, like, the way they're sitting, or, like, I don't know. But I think it has to do with the impression you're trying to make. Okay. So if I'm at an, in an interview and I'm thinking about, okay, sit up straight, make eye contact, not too much eye contact, okay, like cross your legs, uncross your legs, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All of that is to convey like an ethos of like, I am very qualified for this position and I'm professional. Yeah. And that's what I want my body language to convey versus if I'm sitting in class playing a very passive role in the room 
why do I want my body, like, why am I concerned about the way my body is appearing, attractiveness-wise, not just, like, being appropriate. Okay. Right, I mean, I'm not going to sit with my legs spread open, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, like, that's all, like, this is all, like, the way that we have been trained to think, like, in culture. Like, I don't know. That's so interesting. Isn't it? It fascinates me. It's such a mind. Because I'm, I'm like, like, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> we've all been trained to think to be like, like we care about what other people think about us. That's just And we like, care about what other people think about how we look. Yeah. Especially. And I think that's another thing, like, like if you are just sitting in class p- playing a passive role, like, you really, like, sh- that should not be taking up any of your brain space. Right. Because that has nothing to do with what what you're doing. Your purpose in that moment is not to look good. It's to learn. Yeah. Hmm. Something to keep in mind. Yeah. How do you feel? I'm kind of going off script here. Okay. <laughs> um, so, this is more personal. Okay. But how do you feel your perceptions of yourself... Like, I guess, since we're talking about bodies, your physical self has influenced your, um, like, dating habits. That is, like, really personal. Okay. (laughs) I mean... I'm just genuinely curious, because, like, I think about it for myself a lot. I think, like... I think it impacts anybody's dating influence. Because, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, the theories of, like... You gotta date, like, at your level. Right. Like, you can't, like... I don't know anyone who can entirely ignore it. Right. No, and I also think that physical attractiveness is, like, an integral part to, like, starting a relationship. Like, if you are not physically attracted to your partner, like, they're just a friend. Like, right. you know... Yeah, like, it's... You can't ignore the... That right. aspect. So, physicality is part of it. And is part of why it's so prevalent in culture. And, like, maybe we haven't done a good job of addressing the fact that that's, like, very real mm. in this podcast. Um, but, I mean, I think it affects anybody's dating life. Like, wherever you see yourself, I think, is, like, where you have to, like, match. I think that's true. But I also think that the way the media, like, popular movies and TV shows portray heterosexual relationships is very skewed because think of all the movies you've seen of like really nerdy like not like intentionally not hot men who end up accepting themselves at the end of the movie and then getting like the most popular girl in school or Mm -hmm. like getting with the girl who's like very like physically like, very conventionally attractive. And then, like, I can think of a lot of movies where that happens. Like, thinking about Super Bad, I'm thinking about, <laughs> like, any Michael Cera movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I know, I like these movies, too. I'm not bashing the movie, but that is a trope of, like, some nerdy guy getting with the hot girl, and everyone's like, it's because he accepts himself. Right. But how mm. many movies have you seen where, like, the regular looking girl like the ugly girl or whatever gets with a really hot guy interesting okay i'm actually thinking of one movie in particular um the duff did you see it <laughs> yeah we okay, saw it because, together okay <laughs> um but that movie in particular because they kept referring to this very conventionally attractive <laughs> and pretty girl who was like just maybe a little bit bigger than your typical movie star and they were like designated ugly fat friend haha ha, of course <laughs> and like i was like what <laughs> like literally that doesn't make any sense like yes i guess her friends were casted to be like hotter like but they were ridiculously hot and then she was just like like i don't know above average exactly she wasn't even average (laughs) so like to put out a movie and i enjoyed that movie yeah i very much enjoyed that movie but that kind of casting is harmful to 
consumers' self-image when you're like, this girl is very pretty and everybody in this movie is calling her ugly. Yeah, know, it man. matters. And, and these things matter. Right. And, like, so many, like, makeover scenes. And, like, these were, like, especially, like, old movies. Mm-hmm. Like, where they were like, okay, now we'll make her pretty. Like, Princess Diaries. I loved that scene when I was little. I was like, yeah, I she's pretty. <laughs> now, I mean, yeah. But it's, it's, it's a bad thing. Right. When every movie, so, like, the thing that bothers me the most is that what I'm telling, talking about with this trope is that, like, the the male nerd character who's trying to get with, like, the Katherine Heigl or whoever it is <laughs> gets her because he, like, just, like, accepts himself for who he is and becomes more confident but doesn't change anything physically about himself. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the female character in, like, The Princess Diaries or how what's that other one about 10 Things I Hate About You, like, mm. th- like all of those things where... She doesn't get him because she just accepts herself for who she is. She goes through a transformation to get hotter. The Princess Diaries was... I don't know that 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 one was romantic. I mean, but she still gets with Michael at the end after the transformation. But he did see her when she was invisible, so, like... (laughs) (laughs) But, um... But even, like, that idea where she, she she was a princess, she couldn't be an ugly princess. Yeah, obviously. Like, that would be terrible. <laughs> That'd like, be ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah, there's some, like, I don't know. The movie industry, that's the thing. The movie industry, the influencer culture, all of this, it matters. It does matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is affecting the way people view themselves and, like, where they see themselves and stuff. Yeah. It Yeah, you can't deny that, like, those messages very clearly trickle down into everyday interactions. And, like, they're just a reflection of what people see. Right. So it, it, you can't separate, like, oh, but that just happens in movies. That doesn't happen in real life. Right. Because it does happen in real life. These are the, it, like, the rules that little kids watch these movies, learn these rules, and then carry them into adulthood. Right. And it, it matters. You can't deny it. <laughs> it matters. That's why okay. we're having a conversation about it. <laughs> it's, it's so messed up, like, and that's the thing, like, you're like, so what do you change about it? It's like, it's literally so ingrained in us. Mm. And, like, The Princess Diaries is a kid's movie. Like, I mean, we still enjoy it, but, like... It's aimed at children. Right. Like, that kind of messaging is harmful. Mm. And, like, how... Like, you have to be, like, very self-aware and culturally aware to, like, be paying enough attention to be like, oh, this is, like, not really right, Mm. blah, blah, blah. And I think that's, like, what these kinds of movements where it's, like... Like, where we all need to be more accepting. Like, those kinds of movements come out of, like, everybody needs to be thinking about this. Because it doesn't really do anything if, like, it's just you. Yeah. It can help your self-confidence, but it doesn't really change, like, It won't change everyone. Right. But it does matter. I think individual, on an individual level, it still is impactful, I think. Yeah, I would say so. How do you feel about, like, I have this message in my head that is taught by society, in my opinion, but, like, I'm, I'm actively trying to get rid of it. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that I'm trying to unlearn mm-hmm. on a regular basis. But the message in my head is that as a woman, and I can only speak as a woman because that's the only experience I know, right? is that no matter what your accomplishments are or how smart you are or how funny you are all of that's well and good but none (laughs) of it really matters unless you're beautiful Mm. I mean I think there's some sad truth to that (laughs) I think in my management class my business management class we actually talked about the fact that like attractiveness like absolutely is like an indicator of like like, people just genuinely, like, are attracted to you, in quotes. Like, want to hire you, want to be around you, all that kind of stuff. 
and it's just it's really interesting it's like psychologically ingrained like you are like being beautiful is a privilege mm-hmm. And I do think, I think that that, like, attractiveness impacts both men and women. Have you seen, do you watch 30 Rock? I've seen parts of it. You need to, like, actually watch it. Okay. But, um, there's, like, this one character, I think it's John Hamm, actually, who's, like, Liz's neighbor for a while, and he's just, Mm -hmm. like, really attractive, and, like, that's, that's his whole character, is that he's a handsome guy, and everything is easy for him. And he, like, doesn't know it, because he's so handsome. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, it's an exaggeration, but I think that's true. Right. That That's actually so funny. <laughs> like, that is so true. It's totally a privilege. Yeah. And even, like, the with people being paid on social media and stuff now like people can make so much money off of just looking good Mm -hmm. have you ever seen an ugly influencer those are the real questions (laughs) those are few and hard to come by (laughs) yeah is that the right is that that's not even a phrase i think i just few and hard to come by that's not a phrase i mean it sounds fine few and far between that's the phrase is the, the phrase but Few and hard to come by, like, makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> we all got it, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I just think this is, like, a really important conversation to continue having. hmm And to be thinking about, like, why do you feel the way you feel about your own body, and, like, why do you think the things you do about other people and their... Yeah, it's a big process of recognizing your biases and then making active choices to unlearn those biases. Right. And it's hard. It's rough. <laughs> it's hard work. But I think we all, I think us and our listener base. Yes, our, our So mom and dad. <laughs> we all need to make a collective effort. <laughs> <laughs> To, um, <laughs> we'll change the world. Yeah, that's change- what our listener makes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that it for today? Yeah, I think it is. All right, well, we'll see you guys. Probably not next week, because next week's Thanksgiving. <laughs> the following week. We'll it's see you finals. at some point. <laughs> we'll see you when we see you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.